Hello and welcome to another Sunday Post Politics Podcast. I'm James Miller and I'm joined this week by uh, Lindsay Watling. Uh, no middle name this time. Oh, uh, uh, well, I, I thought that's a problem. Uh, or Lindsay Jane Watling, if you, if you want to be fancy. Uh, Westminster correspondent for the Press and Journal. Uh, hello. Hi, James. And uh, one year on from his first hugely successful appearance on this podcast, I am joined by... Wait for it, I've got to take a deep breath for this one. SMP MP for Inverness, Nairn, Badenoch and Strathspey, or, uh, as the kids call it, Inbl, uh, it's uh, Drew Hendry. You're always Hello. trying to shorten that. Yeah, that's what the kids I, call it, isn't it? Inbl. It, no, they call it Inverness, Nairn, Badenoch yeah, and Strathspey. They, they should there call are it no lazy Inbl. kids in the Highlands. Or, uh, if you're, <laughs> or if you're a lazy journalist, you can always say Highland MP. But yes, that that's that's really yeah, yeah, you can't write that out every time, can you? <laughs> anyway, it's a um, pleasure to be back, James. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. A couple of things we need to talk to you about, Drew, first of all. Um, right, it was Scottish Questions today. Uh, Lindsay and I both sat through Scottish Questions, as did you. Well done. Um, uh, from that, uh, having sat through Scottish Questions, I believe I'm right in saying that there was a Scottish election last week and the Tories won it, is that right? And the SNP got a hell of a beating. You must be feeling pretty bad, right? It, well, it is quite depressing to find out that we have the biggest share of the vote of any uh, elected government in Western Europe uh, just now. So you can imagine our disappointment to returning to historic third term um, in uh, and Nicholas Sturgeon being elected as uh, first minister. No, obviously the um, it's been portrayed in uh, quite a bizarre way. To break the system once um, is a bit of a miracle. To do it twice would have been, I think, impossible in my view. And the results were just fantastic. Now, Netherlands in particular, we not only got uh, our three uh, MPs uh, elected, but we also got a MSPs elected, but we also got a list of MSP as well. And Mary Todd, we've got a fantastic lineup there. You were covering it, <coughs> Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Um, it did feel a bit like somehow the SNP had failed immediately it, afterwards, it, didn't it? Did. it? I, think, I think the problem with it was everybody knew the SNP was going to win. And even if yeah. you ask people, even if you ask people in the SNP sort of immediately beforehand, they were saying, oh, no, we're not complacent, but everyone knew they were going to be, going to be the winners. Mm. So the media needed something interesting to focus on. Obviously, that became the battle for the second. And then when Ruth Davidson did clinch the second, well, win the second mm. position, uh, and Labour's drubbing, that obviously became the interesting thing. So you could be forgiven, you know, for thinking she she had won, uh, particularly yep. in the uh, comments today when uh, David Cameron asked Angus Robertson to uh, congratulate uh, yeah. Ruth on her, on her victory. <laughs> on having half as many MSPs <laughs> as the SNP. Um, yeah, but were you disappointed? I know you see you can't no. break the system twice. Uh, no. I think a lot of us, maybe you hadn't, did think the SNP were going to get a majority. And not getting a majority is a big difference i, I mean just being that too short makes a huge difference to how you govern right well i think you have to um, have to have been in the smp for a while to realize that there is no complacency we've been through some hard times mm. in the past and we've had to fight tooth and nail for everything over uh, decades so um so we were always going to be out there fighting for every single seat but when you look at the constituency results um, and you look at what's happened across scotland in terms of those constituencies it's quite a fabulous result the fact is that the haunt system is designed to not allow what happened in 2011, and this time the Dehont system did what it was supposed to do, and uh, and uh, gave us some MP, MSPs who were elected on uh, much a uh, much lower percentage of the vote than they would have normally been done in any other electoral system. Yeah, I mean that's interesting <coughs> actually. Is that you know uh, down here after the election, everyone whines and goes, "It's not fair, the system is rubbish." Uh, the SNP would have a, a decent case for complaining about the system in Scotland, given they got, what was it, a million uh, list votes 
and two MSPs for it. But nobody actually complains. They all seem to just suck it up and accept that's that's how it is. Yeah, I mean, one thing I would say is potentially, I mean, I guess you could say it takes the gloss off, the shine off the victory, perhaps. But with the Greens, uh, you know, doing doing well, obviously that they're, you know, pro-independence as well. We were speaking mm. to Patrick Harvey on... I think it was Friday. It yes. might have been Thursday. No, I think it was Friday, Friday. morning. Uh, I worked for such a long time, I can't remember <laughs> which day it was. We were speaking speaking to Patrick Harvey on Friday and he was saying, you know, that we wouldn't we wouldn't block a, a, another attempt to hold a, a referendum if there was one. So I don't mm. think there's going to be any stopping them on that on, on that front, unless, of course, from uh, the government down here. Is there going to be another indie ref in this Scottish Parliament? Well, um, Ruth asked... Uh, Nicholas ruled it out, didn't she, immediately uh, yeah. after the result. But uh, Nicola came back saying, we're going to progress our plans as they were outlined in the manifesto. There was the section in the manifesto which talked about building support it's for interesting. independence. Whether it, that comes as another referendum. It's in interesting now that the, um, the kind of political tack of the Tories, I mean, you saw it in Scottish Questions this morning, is to always talk about the referendum, regardless of what the, uh, the substantive question is. They always bring it back to that. They're talking about it more than anybody else just now because... They've uh, used it to their advantage during the Scottish election campaign. I think that'll be the way it goes on. We're obviously committed to independence, and we'll, but I think whether or not a vote happens depends on what the Scottish people want. That's what we'll talk about. Yeah. Dare uh, I ask that there was a deliberate tactic in the Scottish questions today <laughs> to uh, to get the government speaking about uh, independence again, or would that be a remiss? It's of me just to... the gift of David <laughs> Mundell, who I thought the best thing about him today was his beard. Um, but, uh, well, that's harsh. Ian, Ian Unless you Murray, think it's an amazing beard. Eh? <laughs> Ian, uh, what did Ian Murray? How did Ian Murray describe fetching? But then yeah. he said he, lo- he was using that word loosely. Yeah, I thought so that was a bit mean. I'm being quite, I'm being quite nice and, uh, I like the beard Well yeah, as long as you assume that um, You mean that he's got amazing beards he was, he was good, but his beard was even better No, I thought he wasn't very good, but his beard uh, was better uh, it, was, it was quite knockabout today Scottish questions, wasn't it? It, was, it seemed everybody seemed to be sort of The election was over and there was like uh, I thought there were some really serious questions raised On uh, you know, a range of issues that you know, Obviously you came up quite a lot Because that's going to be the focus for the next few weeks Yeah and a lot of uh, answers needed. Um, the other thing we need to talk about with you, Drew, is, let's get this out of the way, your voices. <laughs> you were interviewed last week for the House magazine about anything but politics. Um, we discovered that you've been on holiday to Venice, you don't like spiders, and you can do a range of voices, having trod the boards at the fringe. Now, it just so happens, we have an audio <laughs> capacity here. And, and uh, this is where I fall flat on my voice. Come on, right, so what was it? You could do, you could do a cut-glass, Noel Coward-esque voice. Well, it, one can do a, a cut-glass voice, of course, a, a range of different ones that one can apply. Um, of course, this is a more mature one. Um, I used to, in my younger days, you know, do uh, something a bit more uh, youthful. That's good. That's actually really good. Thank you. I, was, I, was, I was genuinely thinking, yeah, he's not going to be my guy. But oh, that was amazing. Please uh, don't ask me to do any impressions. I'm just going to. God, no can way. you do? Uh, I can't do uh, any. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn. I'm going to do a Jeremy Corbyn. I'm gonna, I'm can you do more voices? Now. I mean, Sorry? I'm not not going to do that. I hate it when impressionists get in, interviewed and they just go, "Oh, here's a funny voice." But um, now, leave can it. You do we don't. We don't want to do another voice here now. Oh, not, not what we're doing this now. Nah. People want to hear things about politics. Let's go on with that. That's a very... Um, you missed your vocational yeah. extenders, I, I was think. Like, just another vocation. I was like having <laughs> Willie Garvin in the room of the uh, Modesty Blaze books. I mean, that's genuinely got the... You, you should be um, cast if they ever make films of Modesty Blaze. Um, but can you do voices in terms of doing 
people? Can you do? I'm not asking you to, but do no, you I, do, I, you do I, your fellow MPs or ministers or anything like that? Can no, you? I'd be, we, we, uh, I'd be, I think I'd be a poor mimic. I think those people do um, impersonate people. Have to spend a lot of time practicing to get it right. And I think if I tried just now, I'd fall down badly. In the same way that I would <laughs> if I tried to do a Welsh accent just now. Oh, I had a whole list I was going to get you to do. We were going to go around the world. Callum, Callum Kerr does a really good Welsh accent. Yeah. He's going to actually kill me for saying this, yeah. but uh, he's actually trying to do a Western Isles accent. And yeah. He has this joke going with uh, Angus McNeil, but it does sound... It kind of descends into Welsh. I love listening <laughs> to Martin Doherty right. in the chamber, who actually goes through from Scottish to Irish in, the, in a sentence. It's, a, yes. it's quite amazing. Uh, I should have Martin Doherty on this week, with respect to everybody. He's a massive Eurovision fan, isn't he? I forgot yes, that's Eurovision yes, yes. this week. I said I'd have him on for a Eurovision mm-hmm. special, and I haven't. Apologies. Uh, anyway, we've, we've, let's talk about the thing we should probably cover, which is, it's jingle time, this. Have you not heard the jingle before, Lindsay? I haven't. When I was on the last time, there were jingle problems. Was so, it? Oh, uh, so wow. That was, that's, uh, that's the PMQ jingle, was, complete with party you horn. You could have warned me about that that's, one. Uh, you know, it's all very high-tech here, you know. Um, <laughs> very jingleistic. Jing- yes, jingleicious. Oh, sorry, I don't know. Um, <laughs> PMQs. Highlights from PMQs. Uh, it was a good, a good line-up on paper today. Uh, I'm not sure if it quite came to life. Um, Lindsay, highlights? Um, well, I, I think Angus Robertson's question um, on anti-corruption was good. The Prime Minister tried to sort of head off uh, talk of the uh, of yesterday's gaffe uh, with a quick response about checking whether the microphone was on at very, yeah. very start proceedings. But uh, then uh, Angus Robertson you know, came to the issue more seriously. And he also pointed yeah. out this, um, this Channel 4 investigation that's been yeah. sort of uh, rumbling on into uh, potential electoral fraud. So he kind of tied it into that and asked... You know, how can you lecture other nations when potentially these things are going on here? So I thought that yeah. was an important uh, point to raise. Yeah, the shields were up today, definitely. Um, which is why I came to you first, because if you go to the MP first, they always go Angus Robertson. But um, to be fair, that is often because he is the best, and he was today I, by I, a distance. It to was... be fair, I thought Corbyn did well today because he, he at least started talking about the child refugees a week after Angus has done it. But Yeah, uh, but he does but this all the time. He's always like two weeks behind everyone. Absolutely. I think what they do is they pick up Angus's question papers on the way out of the yeah. chamber and recycle them for the next week. I, mean, well, no, I, th- I thought Corbyn was good on the, um, the, the Tory MEPs uh, not mm-hmm. voting for the tax transparency measures because actually Cameron didn't come back with a response Yeah but I kind of lost interest by that point he had these big long questions and then he he said to the Prime Minister well that was a long answer like well stop asking these long questions I guess the way it was framed perhaps doesn't keep people's attention but Mm. you know the fact remains you know Tories here are saying they're taking all these steps to to uh, you know, to, to clamp down on these things, and then elsewhere things are happening a bit differently. So yeah. I thought there, were, there, were, there was a bit more substance in his questions today, which was which, which was better. But the trouble is, by he's lost the crowd, as it were. I mean, he he took the living wage uh, thing from uh, from Cameron and allowed himself to be sidetracked. You know, when exactly. he was on, he was when he was on a, a possibly on a bit of a win, and he just blew it by by allowing himself to go into that. They should almost swap round because again, mm-hmm. I thought the first couple of questions I thought, oh, Corbyn's doing all right mm-hmm. today, and then he just went all oh, very yeah. whiffly waffly. And almost mm-hmm. if you said to Corbyn, right, you've got two questions, and it'd be interesting to see if he gave Angus six, if he would also mm-hmm. be able to maintain his focus. That might be not a bad I, thing to have just a short, limited number of questions. Well, I think you know the answer to that. I am going to say that Angus did the best job today because he did. I mean, raising the, the election fraud issue, I'm absolutely astounded that that uh, Corbyn didn't go with that um, yeah. at all. 
and uh, you know, and I think it's something that needs to be out there. Of course, Phil Boswell raised this as well uh, during questions. So. Right, to be fair, Phil Boswell tweeted, "Go, oh, I have to ask these questions. Mm-hmm. Police forces are looking into it." I mean. I like Phil Boswell, but I think the no, Channel 4 investigation might have had something no, no, to do ab- with it ab- as well. Absolutely, but we, our job is to raise things in Parliament, and that's what True. MPs are there to do. So, um, Yeah, this is yeah. to do with um, the Tories putting election expenses on the national bill exactly. rather than on the local bill mm-hmm. after bussing out mm-hmm. lots of activists from a sort of national hub to go and campaign. So there's mm-hmm. a question of where the bill should have fallen and the police are now looking but, into that but I've got to say there was a, a bright shining light in the Labour benches today with uh, Jess Phillips Jess we can yeah I mean she asks questions that any other politician would probably fall fat, I mean, the fact that she begged Cameron it's not something you would get away with anybody else would get away with she did today and uh, and it was an issue that is so extremely important to women um, yeah. who are uh, victimised and find themselves in refuges and if these refuges can't uh, go on uh, being able to support these women in the way that they do because of changes to the housing benefit, hmm. then that will have a devastating effect on a lot of people who are extremely vulnerable. So I thought it was a it was a, a brilliant question, well done. And uh, you know, I think the Labour Party need to look to people like Jess more. Um, She's authentic, isn't she? She is, she is authentic. It. I mean, I know Mrs. Corbyn is, but you know, a lot of people don't like her because she's got a big gob on her. Let's face it. But you know, part of that is possibly mm. some sort of institutionalised sexism they're like women with big gobs but uh, she's for real um, she and you know there was a waver in her voice as she mm-hmm. asked the question and she does really and care she about got, it she got a, an awful lot of support all across the bench and on yeah. her side and there were a lot of sheepish looks I think on the government side this morning so. and the house listened mm-hmm. that was the, you know the yeah. house did fall yeah. quiet when she speaks now, that's interesting because you know mm-hmm. she has talked about well, she talked about herself as a potential leader somewhere <laughs> down the line um, <laughs> which Un- unlike uh, when yeah. uh, Tim Farron got to his feet of course and he was uh, shouted down from across across the uh, the house it seemed uh, no. it was a daft question though alright no hang on ok it was a daft question but yeah. before he even got to his daft question A he got called last this was 10 minutes after the session should have finished everybody mm. thought it was over and then the speaker goes mm. not least Tim Farron was like oh there's a big groan because the people thought they were going to leave well, we'll and then yeah well, well I don't know yeah and then what the speaker said um, no matter how irritating he is pause to yeah. government backbench MPs yeah. Sort of salvaged it without a little bit. Was, I didn't think that was particularly nice mm. or good. But being, being called last, I mean, I have no sympathy, or I have a lot of sympathy because we had to endure that for years. True. So, um, you know, it, it's just what happens when you're uh, in this system, in this place, which mm. I think is, you know, on record as saying I think it's wonky and mm. uh, it needs to be reformed, but that's the way that it happens here. So I don't think it was a deliberate snub, I just think it was the way it worked out no. in no. the quite bizarre parliamentary speaking arithmetic and, and you say daft question yeah. but it was the only point really in the session when kind of mm-hmm. light was shone on the fact that last week Cameron was claiming Sadiq Khan had uh, links with uh, mm-hmm. alleged terrorists and then this week mm-hmm. he was full of praise for him and uh, could was falling over himself to pray you know to praise him as the new mayor yeah. so I think that was important that, that yeah. was flagged and up Farron asked him to apologize for mm-hmm. the Tory campaign mm-hmm. in the London election mm-hmm. which was no, it was racist bad. and yeah, unpleasant. It was absolutely incredible. Um, and two two weeks running, yeah. there was sort of this, you know, uh, hate speech coming, yeah. you know, coming yeah. from Cameron, Cameron in relation to Khan. I think, yeah. you know, there was a stark contrast today. Yeah, at least he, somebody flagged it up. He seemed to go out of his way to congratulate Sadiq Khan. He's mending fences. The substantive yeah. issue of what he wanted to talk about was correct, but the way put it forward, just left him open to the fact that Lib Dems have got a litany of, uh, you know, campaigning. 
uh, let's see, shall we say, uh, darkness behind them. It's, it is true, <coughs> unfortunately. They are lovely and cuddly Lib Dems, mm. let's face it. But, uh, yeah, once they, they're, they've got, there's a mm. when the claws are core of steel. They can do a bit of street fighting when yeah, they need to, can't they? Mm-hmm. Um, Willie Rennie couldn't. Willie Rennie wouldn't street fight anybody, really. He just goes around <laughs> cuddling seals and smiling. I'm tr- I'm going to try and be uh, non-partisan here. His, ca- his campaign was fantastic. Though. Do you know something about Willie no, Rennie? Do you know I, something dark secret about <laughs> Willie Rennie? No, I just he can't have any dark secrets. L- listen, you know, you're, you're speaking to somebody who's been campaigning against Lib Dems and, and with Lib Dems in, in terms of uh, in the constituency and so forth for many, many years. So I've seen a lot of different things over the But years. not from Willie Rennie. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, you know Willie's uh, managed to pull off this campaign, looking like uh, what was it, everybody's uncle or something yeah. like that. Fair play to him. I think he's um, he did he well, did hinting well at in... some dark secret from Willie Rennie here that he's done something terrible in uh, the past. James no, is not going to let this go. No, this will this will ruin my life. <laughs> smiley, genial Willie Rennie, I'm who everyone about, loves. There's uncle nothing Willie about Rennie. pigs in there at all. Ah, uh, well, let's not go into the pigs. Yeah, into uh, yeah his yeah. campaign was great though. He was very gung ho and did lots of exciting things. And, and he admitted and it. He super excited. People to responded to that, I think, and he, as he said in his victory speech, yeah. oh, uh, enjoyed my campaign. Yeah, he said he was going around the country. He said I can't remember the word he used, but he said he was basically putting up people like, can I come and do this? And they're like, yeah, we'll get a bit of publicity. It's super excited, and then when the dust settled, you said, oh, right, I've not actually made any progress whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that depends <laughs> how you mean. They got two constituency yeah. seats, so they could call that progress. I know what you mean. Yeah. They still end up with five yeah. MSPs, and they went back a place in terms of... Well, that's the fact of the yeah. matter. Yeah, I don't know. Whichever way you try um, and spin it, the fact is they're exactly where they were before. I think Shet- yeah. Shetland and Orkney as well, I mean, in spite of the... Uh, French gate, Nicky Leaks, yeah. or whatever you want mm. to call it. They, they, they you know, they uh, held on there. So that was quite interesting. I thought on the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, well, anyway, let's not talk about Lib Dems. Let's find a Lib Dem and get them on the get them on the podcast. Maybe for my last ever podcast, I'll get a Lib Dem on. You not just ask, a Lib Dem. Willie Rennie, he'll do it remotely. Oh, I've got, I've got a technology to do remote things. Let me start. I don't think we'll bother talking about Alan Mack other than to say that Alan Mack is an amazing lick spittle on the Tory back benches and everyone calls him that and he doesn't care because he asked another unbelievably <laughs> obsequious question today do, um, will the Prime Minister congratulate <laughs> I do find it soul destroying that you get your big chance at a question at PMQs yeah. you know the world's well perhaps not the world but you know lots of people watching yeah and then you ask a question like that. I just, oh, I yeah, just his what's question the point, was, what's the point of being an MP if that's all you're going to do? His question was, do you support jobs or something, Prime Minister? Job but, creation. But he's, Job I mean, creation. everyone's calling him a toady. I mean, the, 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 the sketch writers have latched onto this. And he clearly doesn't care because, I mean, again, like you say, he had our opportunity here to ask. It doesn't have to be a difficult question, just a question with some sort of backbone. And it was just unbelievably <laughs> lame. He's like probably, he's, he's now, probably ambitious, let's say. I think that's true, but again, I think, I don't know, but Prime Ministers look for backbenchers with some sort of ability, not just to read out a, a sentence. Anyway, um, let us instead uh, briefly talk about, uh, as we finish, because it's it a year since you were mm-hmm. last on this yep. podcast incredibly successfully, Drew. Um, there's a lot of interest in that podcast because the 56 had just arrived uh, in London. Um, he, he talked about some of the weird things, uh, about who, who gets to speak when and all the rest of it. Um this might seem a daft question, but how has that first year been? Um, well, for me personally, being an MP has been a fantastic thing to do, and I've really, really enjoyed the year. I've enjoyed uh, kind of everybody I've uh, been oh, working with. See, the rest Apologies. of us have to switch our phones off during <laughs> yeah. these things. But of Apologies. Course, There's uh, a babysitter last week. <laughs> <laughs> phone ringing this week. 
Indeed. Uh, so, uh, but it's been fun. Just things like that are a good example of uh, the the fact that there are. Uh, the, it's been a great time to to learn, meet people, uh, to kind of uh, find out the different relationships that exist across the piece with the press, with the staff, with the people here. Um, I I, uh, I find the job of being a constituency MP fantastic. Um, a real, real genuine overused word, definitely, but a real privilege, absolutely. Um, here in Westminster, frustrating often, um, but I think in my first year I've made you know great headway. You know the city deal, uh, getting mm-hmm. changes to Ofcom uh, for mobile phones. Mm-hmm. I think you know as a first year MP, pretty he's, he's pleased. He threw in Vanessa Link. You know, I mean, the, I won't go on reading out my <laughs> menu of achievements, yeah. but but it, it's it's been somewhere where I've. Um, I've actually been surprised by how much I've been able to do and I think one of the things that's strange having come from a position of relative power as leader of Highland Council where mm. I could actually do things mm. um, to find that you you know you do have a bit of influence as an MP uh, so it's a different type of uh, application yeah. but the, the lesson you know has been that if you work hard you can do things where it falls down is when you're trying to make big and meaningful change across the piece for uh, Scotland, I think you know that's tar- hugely frustrating. Watching the Scotland Bill drag its way through the Commons with very little help, um, and then um, you know the one memory from last year that sits as the darkest moment uh, was the vote for airstrikes in in Syria, uh, mm-hmm. where the uh, you know the uh, the reaction in the chamber after Hillary Benton's speech I thought was just awful and an absolute low point yeah. uh, for me in politics. Full stop. Um, next day, though, you have to pick yourself up and get going. And like I say, in, in looking at the whole year, I'd say it's been it's been a fantastic experience, a real learning curve, and uh, looking forward to doing more and helping my MSP colleagues. How have you found the fifty six, Lindsay? Have they succeeded? Yeah, can, am, I, am I am I allowed to ask a juror question? Yeah, or is yeah, that just your job? Do you do you feel that you, the the opinion of MPs and other parties has changed towards the SNP over the year. Today, I think it was Peter Bone who referred to you as that quote, lot. That's lot. That lot. Yes. You, so, I mean, ha, you know, you settled in, mm. in in that sense. You think people are looking at you differently now? Uh, well, I think people realise we're here. Um, you know, Angus, for example. You know, we've talked about MP and Qs as leading the op- the effective opposition in the Parliament. So I don't think people can ignore us. And I think the fact that the Tories are very very sensitive about what we say and do now shows how uh, powerful the group have been over the past year um, and I think slowly it's dawning on uh, my colleagues to the right of us in the benches the Labour Party that uh, you know that they kind of have to look to work with us it mm. seems to be breaking through you know in places that they say well maybe we could get together and, and do something here it's way way past the time they should have been thinking that way but hopefully now that they've seen there's no way back in Scotland in the short and medium term anyway for them that they'll start to look more constructively at working with us as an opposition mm-hmm. mm, that it's no longer the 56 though so we should point true. out true 54 plus 2 yes wow I mean the other two still sit with the 56 though, don't they, they do. and they may come back sometime they're only suspended although one of them I'd be very surprised if she does uh, <laughs> you can take your, take your pick which one that might be um, if the SNP have got any sense um, have they have they succeeded the 56 I mean they're all going to come down and uh, paint their asses blue and there was that thing in was it Spectator where they were all dancing on the tables and tearing the place up because Scottish people are basically savages. Actually, uh, has that, it proved I that, like I that? I thought that whole thing was completely anti-Scottish actually. It, really it was, well it was nonsense. Uh, so perhaps I'll, perhaps I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not as if uh, MPs from 
other parties are... Well, also the idea that somehow <laughs> SNP MPs are more Scottish exactly. than exactly. Scottish Labour MPs exactly. who are also Scottish. Yeah. I mean, you know, On so many levels, that. it was uh, um, offensive. But uh, I think I think uh, the arrival or the invasion, maybe we can call it that, uh, has certainly shaken things up. Um, yeah. It's from a you know from my point of view, covering Westminster for the Press and Journal, which is mm. a Scottish paper. Obviously, it makes it you know it, it, it sort of isn't perhaps another yes. layer of uh, yeah. of interest. Uh, it's been you know it's been an interesting year in that sense um also interesting seeing you know if and when labor can fight back uh at all anytime soon mm. north of the border yeah um, obviously last week's suggests not <laughs> suggests not but uh, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out moving, that's been interesting forward. i mean you know as drew says essentially we're not gonna put words in your mouth you've just said it anyway but it's been interesting to see the 56 uh settling in and getting to grips with it uh, and how you be an MP and how you be a, a, a successful MP. Yeah. And a lot of them have done really well on that front, right? Yeah, particularly on a constituency level. Mm-hmm. Um, I've yeah. done lots of stories with Drew mm-hmm. about constitu- constituency-related things. Uh, you can see that they're having an impact in, in that sense. People know who the new SNP MPs are as well, if you mm-hmm. speak. I won't bring up the pointless... Uh, episode <laughs> uh, I don't think I think I would have been uh, a winner for somebody there because I don't think I was on even uh, on the list. Yeah, well I heard a, an SNP <laughs> gathering I attended yeah. uh, we were a question on pointless the TV programme the TV programme what name I the 56 no yeah. no no well yeah I believe yeah, can he, you name yeah, an SNP MP, MP? Yeah, yeah. and I believe um, Mr Angus Robertson yeah. was a pointless answer I oh no which I don't think went down to be fair well. so was Drew Hendry oh so, there you go you know, oh, now I've touched so. a nerve you're the leader <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, it was just Mary Black and that's but, it, was it? I mean, uh, but generally speaking, who else can anybody name? Generally speaking, I think you know if you speak to people out and about, you know they they particularly in Scotland, you do they do know. Yeah, yeah. Name you a few, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. quite telling, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a few that uh, are, are impressive, and as as you and I both know, Lindsay, there may be some uh, fun and games to be had somewhere down the line when these impressive MPs decide that they might want to have a bigger role in the party. At, uh, I don't know, I think Drew Hendry, James, James is Drew Hendry a potential leader, do you think? <laughs> he's got, he's got, he's got leading, uh, <laughs> he's, he's got council <laughs> leading uh, experience. So, we're, you know. we're all very, very happy we with see the, him as, a, a as you've seen from PMQs today, um, Angus is just doing an absolutely fantastic job of leading us as a group and uh, you know, the, we are as collegiate now as we were a year ago, so I think your hopes... Your wishes as a journalist that we will fall apart and start fighting just, together just are, um, I'm afraid, going to be probably dashed for quite a while. not going to start fighting, but, you know, there's yeah. some talent there. Do you think, do you think there's anything in um, what uh, David Mundell was talking about today? You know, some people in Scotland uh, being very keen on Brexit, and, you know, their, their views have to be reflected. And obviously, as a group, the SNP is very pro the EU. Mm. And, I mean, do you, do you, do you see that in, in Scotland? Do you come across people who are in favour of... Britain well, well, of course, we've, we've just been knocking the door, so you're bound to get, you know, you're bound to meet a cross section of society. That what is absolutely the case is that the vast, vast majority of people I've spoken to at the doors, and in other circumstances, are very much for us staying in the EU, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, want to, and, and particularly in the Highlands. I mean, we benefit exponentially mm-hmm. from the uh, mm-hmm. uh, from the investment that's made in in the European Union, not only. For because of tourism, but actually, literally, because of cash coming back in, mm-hmm. I think it was something like 185 million euros that we got back in for the seven-year uh, program. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so it's um, it's a very different attitude where I live to perhaps down here in London um, and the 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 the, 
the, the counties of very, yeah, it's a very similar attitude where you live to in London. Well, it's, possibly, it's, right? It's I mean, a bit in between. Yeah, the, probably, the, probably the, the countries. It's interesting. Yeah. Though, I think Scotland will be sort of a key battleground in, mm. in that referendum. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there, there are people in Scotland who want to Brexit. Let's face it, that's not. Uh, no, no, there are. But I do think, in terms of, the, as Drew's saying, you know, a majority of people who are pro staying in. Yeah, yeah. If you speak to people, anecdotally, obviously, that is not professing to be a pollster or anything. But anecdotally, a pollster, don't want to be a pollster. Pollsters <laughs> get everything wrong. So Talking to people could, is better it, than polls. It polls. could be, a, you know, it could be a key. Uh, mm. a key yeah, yeah. yeah well, if it's mm-hmm. if it's as close as they t- suggest it might be, then yeah, mm-hmm. it could be uh, all sorts of um, constitutional fun and games to be had. In the not too distant future. Um, okay, listen, we've been sitting in this airless, uh, soundproof, airproof room for quite long enough. Uh, we will uh, finish the podcast here. If anybody wants to send me the link to the pointless episodes featuring the SMP and Pete, I can't believe anybody could name anyone other than Mary Black unless you did it possibly in Scotland. If, if they can't ma- name Angus, then who else did they name? I mean, come Callum on. McKay, Callum McCaig was a... Really? Well. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a, the there's a potential yeah. leader then. There's <laughs> a, uh, hello, hello. Adding that, to the, uh, to, the um, yeah, I'm adding that to the file. That sounds interesting. Um, yeah, get in touch with me uh, if you've got that link or indeed you want to get in contact But anything else. I am at Political Yeti on Twitter. Uh, the email address is online at sundaypost.com or you can go to Facebook and find the Sunday Post page there. Uh, thank you to Drew thank and you. thank you to Lindsay you. and uh, tune in next week for the penultimate Sunday Post politics podcast. Uh, yeah, tune in then. Thanks. <laughs>